Welcome. This is a safe place. Why don't you make yourselves comfortable and have a seat on the couch? This is not quite therapy. Are you comfortable? Hell no, I'm not comfortable. Hey, Brian. Hey, Chrissy. Tell me, how does that make you feel? I don't want to talk about it. Is it going to hurt? Oh my God, this is awkward. I'm not qualified to give advice here, but... Can we sit this close together? This is Not Quite Therapy with Chrissy and Brian, a how-to-do brand show about divorce, dating, and single parenting promised to be packed with awkward moments, insights from a couple cuties with absolutely no professional credentials, but plenty of life experience, and intense sexual innuendo. Yeah, so much sexual innuendo. Are you ready, Brian? God, Chrissy, I'm going to need a drink. All righty then, let's get started, shall we? Hi, Brian. Hi, Chrissy. How are you? I am doing all right. It's good to see you again. It is good to see you, too. Can I just tell you that this feels very peculiar? Yes, I know. Um, for the audience listening at home, our our esteemed producer, Producer John, is is assisting us remotely uh, as he fights off a, a, a non-coronavirus mm-hmm. uh, cold. He's got a cold, you know, no corona going on. But uh, in this time of abundant caution, he decided to stay home, and he is remoting in to assist us and producing our show from Yeah, afar, I got to run the board. Which was impressive to watch. I think you handed yourself like a boss. Mm-hmm. And okay. um, I won't even mention the funny thing that I, I was just going to say, except one little... It was so funny little. and it was so cute and innocent. <laughs> like, she's got these big bulky headphones on while she's in the other room through the glass talking to us, making sure that our microphones all boss. work. Trying to be the boss. Mm-hmm. And then she's got producer John on the phone and she reached up and clunked the her phone I under the side it right of onto the side of my earphones i was trying to listen to him and everybody in the room like looked at the same time and saw her do it it's like some of those things you could do like in a quiet room by yourself and clunk and be like oh good nobody saw that like all no, eyes we were, were on all you. making eye contact like we were all looking at each other it was great hilarious um, and then it was it was difficult when i put it up to my ear like i, I pulled back one of the earphones uh-huh. so that i could hear him but i could still hear you guys through yeah. the other so i was hearing the conversation in this room it, yeah i'm making it dizzy was, yeah it was a. Uh, it was wild yeah as a result of all of our scheduling and travel and shenanigans, here we are, recording the show. Here we are, and I can't ever get my password right on my computer. That took three tries. I can never get it. It's so stupid. How many digits is it? Eight. Okay, that's not too terrible. Yeah. Um, I did want to open the show today with a little bit of like how to do lifestyle um, yeah, do housekeeping. Um, I wanted to cover a couple things that we didn't quite get to circle back to last episode. I feel like our last episode, we covered a lot of ground. Yes. We, man, we, we covered a lot. Um, one of the things that I want to put that you'll find in the show notes today is I put a link up to a video of me from a couple years ago. Um, it's from a an activity I did called the Storytellers Project. Hmm. Um, and it was through the newspaper. And I did like a 10-minute talk on adventures and online dating. Oh, gosh. Um, yeah. And... I watched it because I, I was thinking about you it. You watched yourself? Yeah, I watched oh, it the other it's so day. so stressful. Um, it, the lighting is really bad. And okay. I didn't care for that, but I, I liked it. I thought it was cute. But Good. when I watched it on the playback, I was like, it's it's pretty funny because um, some of my online dating feelings have shifted a little bit. Like at the end of it, I was like, I don't know. Will I online date again? I don't know. Maybe. But I honestly remember... I remember wanting to end it by saying maybe I like I my my heart said it was no 
it was a no already. <laughs> but I wanted to say maybe because I wanted my final line to be like maybe the one for you is just a swipe away. <laughs> <laughs> so I think you you wrote the punchline yeah. and you needed to construct your life in a way yeah, that the punchline exactly. made sense. Um, but it it was um, it was cute. And since we talked about online dating last time, I thought that would yeah. be a fun link to put up. So we'll cool. find that link. A um, couple other things I want to circle back to, but first, let's make a drink. Oh, perfect. Is it hot in here? Are you parched? I'm parched. How about a drink? How to Do Cocktails is brought to you by How to Do Life, a podcast about, well, how to do life. You can listen to How to Do Life right here, where you're hearing us now, or find them on any podcast app. They are literally everywhere. And here's our disclaimer. How to do life right means drinking responsibly and moderately. A drink is not a necessary component to intimate conversations like the one you're about to hear. Here, here, announcer man. Yeah, but it sure doesn't hurt. What are you making today, Brian? Today is simple and beautiful and luxurious. Mm-hmm. And it's also apolitical and it's multicultural. Yeah. And it's inherently American. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I feel like... Multicultural um, and inherently American. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think we've 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 tackled this subject quite uh-huh. candidly. Uh, sometimes you feel like America just needs a beer. A beer. And so today we're having a beer. And I'm going to give a plug. This guy didn't doesn't advertise with us. And since this is a very regional product, the chances of uh, a significant portion of our listeners finding it. But if you're in South Florida and you go to a Publix, oh, so good. You will find a company called the Tequesta Brewing Company, which is owned by a friend of a friend. His name is Fran, and that's all I'll say. Um, He owns a couple of other breweries, and I know you're thinking like big breweries and crazy things. Um, Yeah, I brought you a koozie, right? Did you bring this for me? Did you go find it? it? I did find it, yep. It's our Real Talk um, 93.3 koozies. Exactly. And And you obviously didn't bring this for me. No, 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 no. I found it. I brought it. I pilfered it. Yeah. (laughs) I I pillaged the offices and found a koozie. But so this guy, Fran, has a couple of breweries. This one's the Tequesta Brewing Company, not to be confirmed with Tequesta. This is a Q, T E Q U E S T A, Tequesta. And this is their sort of flagship beer and it's called Der Chancellor and it is a German style uh, I'm going to put it in the koozie so I can't read the thing but it is a German style Kolsch ale and I think it is hands down my new current favorite beer I could drink this stuff all day let's drink it let's drink it cheers cheers and the tap Mm. Mm. Isn't that nice? It's beery. It's beery. It, it's, like, it's it's beery, it's beer. but it's like it's smooth and it's a little. It tastes a little deeper and more um, bready than your average like Bud Light type of beer. I thought it was really cute when you were going to bring this to me because I was talking to you and you were at the brewery. You're, yes, you're on I was a brewery there. Tour. Yep. And I said you can bring the show a beer, and you were like, Dumb. "You'll drink a beer." Yeah. Like, <laughs> and I was like, "Yeah, I'll drink a beer." Like it's you know. It's America in the summer. See, there you go. Yeah, it's America in the summer. Nothing says beer. beer. So, yeah, this is super good. So, if you're in South Florida, um, he's got a place called the Twisted Trunk, and he's got the Tequesta Brewing Company, or TBC, and uh, they make a good local product. And I s- walked around the whole operation. I got a tour because we were, were friends of the guy, uh, friends of friends. And um, he gave us a tour. Like they mill their own grains, and they do all the all the so cool kettles and stuff. I it's, like seeing how that stuff works. Yeah, and they can fun. it. They can. So you can buy this in cans and mm-hmm. Publixes down there. Very cool. Publixes. Publi. 
<laughs> What's the plural for Publix? I don't know. Publix Publixes. stores? See, Publixes? Publix. Yeah. Publi. I think Publi is a <laughs> We might have listeners who don't even know what Publix is. Publix is a grocery store. <laughs> <laughs> Publix I, is a is a Florida local there you grocery go. store. And I don't know if the Tequesto Brewing Company would ship uh, a six pack to you um, in these days and times, um, but it wouldn't hurt to hurt the checkout. So I think throw my guy Fran um, some love. Do you want me to put a link in to the sure, brewery? All right, sure. We can put a link in if you send that over to me. Excellent. All right, so here's some of the stuff I wanted to get into last time that we didn't quite make it. Let's, let's get into what I'm, – I'm just going to use the stuff that we didn't get into last time as foreplay. Foreplay, perfect. Hey, Brian. Yes, Chrissy? You want to fool around? Uh, what are we talking about here? Like first base, second base? Yikes. I don't think that's what she meant. So here's some of the stuff that I wanted to get to last time. We didn't quite make it. Um – We'll start with the easy one. Do like exes friend request or message you? And how do you handle that? Um, <laughs> I don't have a lot of exes. Uh-huh. First of all, I, I dated my ex-wife was my, I'll say, my second or third serious relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, I did have an ex from college recently reach out and we've reconnected and mm-hmm. that's been a blast just to catch up and sort mm-hmm. of how's life been and this and that. Um, and uh, so, yeah, that's been a lot of fun, a lot of fun uh, reconnecting with that person. And then, but other than that, no. Now the funniest story is that um, my ex wife asked me a question about if I had had a nice father's day recently. Mm-hmm. And I said, yeah, we've had a great day. I posted it all over social media. And like five minutes later, I got a follow request on Instagram from my ex-wife. And so I, she made, got rid of you. I made such yeah. fun of her. I was like, you you removed me on Instagram? My ex-husband doesn't. He's not my friend. Yeah, yeah I, that's he, fine. He, he it, it is what it is. So yeah, my ex-wife friend requested me on Instagram in the Sometimes, last week. Some, well, like my ex-husband and I actually get along fine, you yeah. know, like, but I think that I don't know this for sure, but I think perhaps it makes his ex, it makes his current girlfriend uncomfortable. You know, yeah, like I get it. Um, so too I, soon. I'll still like tag him occasionally in something for the kids, and I don't know if he sees it or not. You know what I mean? Um, but um, yeah, I I do think it's funny that once in a while, just this is going to make me sound like a jerk. It is kind of a jerky thing to do. Like you know, we'll have an event or something, and I'll take a bunch of pictures, and he'll say, you know. Oh, did they go? Did they have fun? You know, how, how you know, what, what was her dress like? And they'll ask me, he'll ask me questions about the kids and yeah. the event. And I'll say, yeah, yeah, I put it up on, on social media. That's you know? funny. And, uh, yeah, that's just. I don't a- do it to be a jerk. And I don't, I, I, and, um, but yeah, I, I, in this case, I had just, I just sent you a link to the thing. Okay. Um, yeah, I have exes, but no, like romantic exes have not necessarily reached out to me with the intention of continuing any sort of current romance. Now I feel that like in the COVID crisis. Situation. People are just reaching out to anyone they've ever met. And yeah, because I, I did a lot of um, online dating and stuff, like, yeah. I get a lot of that. You I get, get, like, secondary, like, aftershocks from your online dating connections? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Um, just somebody the other day, um, like, they get on the, the messenger, so I, uh-huh. or, the, or the, you know, they get on the Instagram, you know, like, the DMs, you know, whatever. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I'll get, like, a, hey, um... I was just wondering if I could take you to dinner. I don't feel like I, you know, um, like treated you right or something. Oh, interesting. And, and it's really funny to me because I'm like, we went out like twice and it just wasn't a thing. You sure. know what I mean? Like, like, but 
you know, I got a guy the other day who was like, I wanted to take you to dinner. And I was like, there's really no need for that, like, whatsoever. Like, I'm like, we dated, like, we went on maybe four dates, yeah. like, three years ago. Oh, wow. You know? <laughs> like, I'm like, I think, I think we're, I think we're good. I think it's fine. You know, I'm like, I, I forgot about you as a person. Um <laughs> Nobody wants to be forgotten. I know. So you, I didn't say that, obviously. Steve? You know? no, no, that's me. New oh. phone. New phone. Who dis? <laughs> oh, my God. Sometimes I get... Um, so when I was going on a lot of dates, like people didn't always get last names or... <laughs> like they didn't... Did they get adjectives? Uh, like sometimes it would be like... Johnny Bad Breath? Like John, the guy who works on airplanes. <laughs> oh, that's funny. And actually, I hope that's a real example, and I hope that John, the airplane mechanic, is listening right now. And- um, he might be because he um, <laughs> asked me to be his friend on Snapchat yesterday, and it came up and said, "John, who works on airplanes, <laughs> would like to connect with you." And I was like, "Oh, um, I mean, no, you know, like, like <laughs> I went for a drink with you like once." I don't want your dirty messages at 11 o'clock on Snapchat. And they weren't, I don't think they were dirty. I don't they could have been to, going forward. I mean, if I would have accepted right, it, maybe. You, you never know, know what you would have, would have gotten. You never Think know. of the show material you just turned down. I, that's true. That's true. <laughs> you're, you're, but, a, you're a guinea pig. You're a, a dating guinea pig for the benefit of our listeners. Sometimes, yeah. Right. I, I, mean, there, I mean, we've talked about it on the other show quite a bit that sometimes I get unsolicited, like strangers, not just exes, like an absolute stranger. Um, that's weird. So, so, yeah, and that's very odd. And they'll send me, you know, like, usually they've seen me through the show. Or, yeah. Or, you know, sometimes not. Sometimes just, like, my personal profile has come up and they, like, you have six friends in common, you know, like, yeah. whatever. And I'll get, like, a dick pic. I'll get, like, Ooh, yeah. like it That's gets, aggressive. It gets, it gets aggressive. Sometimes. I have a, um, a there's a, a lady who friend requested me on Facebook. And we had a ton of mutual friends and. And Facebook for me is a collection of people who aren't necessarily close buddies, but I'm just like, it, you know, you never know when you might have, it might benefit to have a, a yeah, big group see, of people. I don't who, do it like that. Okay. So I collect people on Facebook and I don't put a whole lot of thought into it. And I realized as soon as I saw this person's name that it had to be a fake name. Um, and, and I won't even tell you what it means in Spanish, but it means something in Spanish. It's not derogatory, but it, like her her first and last name combined to to say something sort of funny in Spanish, mm-hmm. and I was like, "So th- this is obviously isn't your real name, and, and we're not really friends. So what's the deal?" And and she messaged me first, and it was apparent that she was trying to she was trying to creep. I mean, she she uh-huh. she told me I looked like Clark Kent and and all of this, and and uh, and she was telling me a little bit about her life story and about how Facebook for her is not very serious; it's all silly. But her page is almost nothing but solicitations from guys she'll Mm, post screenshots of messages from people and she's got this hilarious response like some some guy from some other foreign country will message her and says hello pretty you are very attract Mm -hmm. and uh she's like oh my god hi she's like do you want to get married and have a bunch of babies i'll stay (laughs) home and make pancakes it'll be great are you Mm -hmm. available on thursday and they're always like uh yes with thumbs up and all this Uh it's it's pretty bad so yeah funny stuff i like that she replies like that that's cool the internet is a disastrous place it is it's a disastrous place all right the one that was a little trickier yep so last time we talked about when we started dating um versus when we separated and whatnot yeah and um we kind of didn't get to circle but we both said that yes we kind of did that but we kind of didn't get to circle back on what those relationships meant to us or whether we thought that was kind of worth it. You know, because when, you, like, we were both almost accused 
of leaving the quote good thing that we were in to go pursue this other thing. The new thing. Yeah. And, you know, if the new thing worked out or not, was it still a, a I guess, a positive step, a, a step in your divorce decision that you, like, do you regret that or how do you feel about that? Um, no, I don't regret it. I think that um, it was a good thing. Um, I'm still close with that person. Um, our present relationship status is pineappling. <laughs> um, I'm not going to talk about that on the air cause it's too fresh and too right. new. I understand. Uh, but we dated for about a year, give or take, mm-hmm. you know, uh, officially. And, uh, the interest was mutual, but unfulfilled, un, 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 un what do you do? Uh, I don't want to talk to you, spam person. <laughs> Um, it was unaddressed. We left our sort of our mutual interest for one another during the time of my decision to become divorced and being separated was mutual, but we didn't address it. Mm-hmm. We acknowledged like, yeah, I'd be, you're the kind of person I might be into if I was single and you're the kind of person I might be into if, if I was in a different situation and you know, you never know what the future holds. And then when I got separated and the divorce was imminent at that point, I was, you know, I had nothing to lose at that point. So right. I mm-hmm. went ahead and, and saw her romantically. Um, and so I, ah, gosh, and you know, do I regret that? Uh, no, but there's enough. Yes. There to make me have second thoughts. Yeah. Um, I don't think that was why I got divorced. See the oversimplification that I've been accused of is, you know, O'Brien had an affair and, and ran off with this other mm-hmm. floozy, and that's why they got divorced. Mm-hmm. Those people didn't live with me for 17 right. years before that. Mm-hmm. They, they have no idea. Right. And so I've given up on those people's opinions. They're not important. Um, but um, the picture is complicated. I mean, I feel mostly the same way. For me, it was 100% worth it. Like, being with that person, um, he... He like restored my confidence in myself totally. as, as a woman, you totally. know, like same. It was the first, per- like I didn't, I didn't know that I was sexy, like sexy, but like, I didn't know, like, like she's, she's cute or she's smart or yeah, that's a, she's an interesting woman, but I didn't know that like someone could like want me. Do you know what I mean? Um, and that was good and also i i loved him and i didn't know that i could love someone like that and now i wouldn't want to love someone i wouldn't want to be with someone that i wasn't that crazy about you know what i mean like it was it was a really nice relationship it was someone who was my best friend and my confidant and my emotional rock and we also had a really good physical connection and he was so funny that you know like i mean just killer ridiculously funny and now i know i don't think that i'm ever going to be able to settle for something that doesn't make me feel that good yeah you know and i wouldn't have known about that if i wouldn't have had him do i wish that it would have come down in a different way yes a hundred percent what you said about having your confidence in yourself restored I, i feel like there was a um my dad had cataract surgery and he makes the analogy that when he when they when he woke up as, from his cataract surgery, it was like he was seeing the world in color 
for the first time. Right. He, was, he thought mm-hmm. the sky was gray at sunset mm-hmm. on a cloudy day, but it turns out it's 10,000 shades of purple. Right. And he never, he hadn't seen that in so many years he had forgotten. Right. And so I feel like I had these emotional cataracts on. Right. And when That's I was with analogy. this, when I was with this other person, they basically removed those emotional cataracts and I could see not only the world more clearly and in color, but I started to see myself that way too. Right. And I, mm-hmm. and, and there's still a lot of my, my therapist will tell you that there I'm still, I've still got some emotional PTSD from that situation. Mm-hmm. Um, and listen, my ex is not a terrible person. I'm not here to make her feel you know or sound bad, but um, reality is reality. Mm-hmm. And I'm working through a lot of stuff as a result of my marriage. Um, and I'm not, I'm not there yet. I'm not done. I feel like I, I learned so much, like you said, about myself, about the amount of control or the lack of control that I have with other people and with other, you know, environments. I I learned so much and I wouldn't give those lessons back. Like, I learned that I can't put someone else on my timeline. I can't decide this is what I think would be best for us. And I don't get to pick that for, um, for someone else. And I don't get to heal someone else or to like could you just hurry up and get your shit together to the point that i would like it to be so that we can (laughs) like you know like sometimes people grow at really different paces yeah like learning to accept that you know has been a good lesson that has come through the whole process i will sit here and freely admit that uh, i am a slow grower i am a slow uh emotional changer Mm-hmm. Uh, and I and I think that's okay, yeah. Because I think it prevents me from being wishy washy, and it it ensures that I'm thoughtful with the way I am and the choices I make. At least at this point in my life, I've been less thoughtful in the past, and it's come back to bite me. Um, and uh, so I'm trying to prevent those mistakes. And uh, I think maybe I've overcorrected a bit, and I've gone to like the glacial pace of change. I'm like, I need to just take it easy and not hurt anybody, and not hurt myself, and not make my situation more complicated. And not make my life more complicated. Mm-hmm. And as a result, I'm just going to slow down. I'm going to lower my sail a little bit and just see where the current takes me and forget about the wind for a while. Right. I, don't, I, don't, I, I have to ignore that. And I think that can be so hard to do. But yeah, I think, I've, and we talk on the other show a lot, the How to Do Life show, about the pendulum swing mm. and that Heather and I are both pendulum swingers. And you may yeah. be a little bit too. You know, you go, all right, all right, all right. I know that I'm way over here, but I... Okay, well, I'll just go back to the center, but you end up way over there, you know, yeah. and it's just always finding that trying to slow it down enough to keep it like I want <laughs> in a, to, in I a want, healthy place. Yeah, you know? and that's why I'm trying to take s- smaller swings because mm-hmm. I want more time, you know, within the margin of error for equilibrium right. between too much this and too much that. If I right. can, if I can play in between the lines on the road and stay out of the ditch on either side, then I'll be, I'll be right. in a better place. And so will the people around me because I won't. I won't damage other people with my recklessness. Yeah. And that's what I'm always afraid of is you know, and maybe having kids made me this way, but like I am so hyper aware of the potential I have to hurt other people. I think that sometimes just, and this is just my analysis of you, just knowing you. <laughs> I think, Listen up everybody. <laughs> I think that sometimes you kind of, you, project your own feelings of what would hurt you onto others and just assume that it would hurt them and that it would. Yeah. And so you're like, no, I'm not going to do that because 
it might end up hurtful or or sometimes you project it really far out in the future. So maybe like three years from now, <laughs> <laughs> okay. that might be okay. a really hurtful thing. Enough about me. Let's move on to something else. <laughs> well, you know, I'm, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Actually, you know, we can move on. Let's move on. Uh, let's do, let's get into the down and dirty. Hey, Brian. Yes, Chrissy. I think I'm ready now. So you want to get this off your chest? Let's get down and dirty, babe. It is gone off the reservation. A grand slam home run. <laughs> Let's get down and dirty, babe. <laughs> um, the down and dirty today. Um, when this, so you, you know that the show was written like all twelve episodes were written um, at once. You know. Back in like March, yeah. Um, and when she says written, she means like topics jotted and topics a, were in like a yeah, and the bullet questions, like the, yeah, yeah, like yeah. most of it was. was this is put unscripted. Together. This is unscripted. Yeah, dialogue. this is unscripted dialogue. <laughs> but yeah, but like what the topic of the show was going to be right. and whatever. Um, today's is um, fun. I think fun for us oh, <laughs> particularly um, because today we're going to talk about friendships and when friendships are still just friendships and opposite gender relationships. Oh boy. Yeah. This will be fun. <laughs> yeah. That's tricky. Yeah. I was, um, my friendship with a female was a major point of contention in my marriage. Mm-hmm. And I was told by a number of people that that's just not allowed to happen mm-hmm. in this context. I think that sometimes that's true. My friendship, um, with the person that I started dating at the end of my marriage I mean, it was a, it was a, we were absolutely best friends and it was he and I and our four kids out together without our spouses all the time, you know, like doing things like it was like constant, like text message communication, you know, and it was inappropriate, quite frankly, you know, I mean, it, it was inappropriate to be that close with someone who's not your someone. Yeah, you know, which is the part of what I when I said there's enough. Yes, that I regret it. That's the part that I regret. Mm-hmm. That I and, and listen. I, I something that my marriage counselor told me or told us when we were both sitting on the couch and, and that I acknowledge is true is that your heart has your heart and your mind have a limited capacity to produce love. Right? You've got a, an available reserve of love to give another person. A flow. You're you're able to to love to flow out of you into another person. And if you divert a portion of that love towards someone other than your spouse, Mm -hmm. then there's not as much left for your spouse. And if you, and so if a, if a relationship with a, with a different gendered person starts to take some of that love reserve and Mm -hmm. dip out of the friend reserve, then you've got less for your spouse and that can, that can cause problems. I remember a day that... I probably um, said that terribly. I apologize. No, it was, it was good. It was fine. Um, there was a day that I really remember that my um, ex-husband and I had been out for a run. And we'd gone back and we were going to like lift weights. This was like new thing we were going to do together to like sure. make our relationship better, you uh-huh. know? And um, I was texting the guy who was my friend at the time, you know, yeah. and we were making jokes and we were making jokes kind of at my ex-husband's expense, That's you know, terrible. like not, not in a like negative way, but like, so <laughs> it was just a joke. No so, one's ever made a joke at my expense in a positive way. So it was like, so <laughs> go ahead. The, 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 
I guess we'll call him the the boyfriend, even though he wasn't at the time. Right? The, uh, at so the time. someone referred to that person in their life. This is another th- a third party who's a woman who was divorced. Uh, she referred to that person that she dated immediately mm-hmm. around the time of her divorce mm-hmm. as her exit ramp. Exit ramp. So yeah. my, my mm-hmm. exit ramp. So the exit ramp uh, was a lawyer, right? And so like the joke, like my husband and I had been on this run and it was thunder and lightning and whatever. And I made a joke. I need legal representation. He's trying to kill me. You know, like, like <laughs> funny, yeah, funny. Yeah. Ha ha ha. So we go up, then we get home from the run. We go up, we're doing the weightlifting, whatever. And it's being interrupted like every 30 seconds, you know, so that I can talk to this other person. And I felt like it's okay because we're friends and he knows about it. And I mean, he's standing right here in the room, but he's excluded. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. and, and I felt like I wasn't being shady because, you know, but you were, diver- but I was, you, yeah, but I well, absolutely was in that you circumstance. Know? You were diverting your mm-hmm. time yeah. and you were telling your mm-hmm. husband, at the time, that this other thing on my phone mm-hmm. is more important than uninterrupted right. one-on-one time with you. Absolutely. And it cost you something. And I also got to a place at the very end of my marriage, like right when I separated, where I was making a lot of comparisons. Oof. So I would send the same little quip or the same funny thing to my husband and the other guy, and I would just take note of how interested and engaged and responsive the other guy was and how my husband would just be like, okay, you know, like, or like, yeah, it, like, and, and I mean, that just is what it is, you know, like yeah. the, it was a different interest level in me as a person, sure. you know, but it was also me evaluating it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Sounds like, like you maybe had already decided at that point. Oh, I had definitely okay, already decided. Okay, right. I had 100% decided. In yeah. some sense, mm-hmm. it's like you were auditioning, Yeah. you know, curtain number two for, yeah. for the role of your future husband. Right. Mm-hmm. Or something. Yeah. I mean, and and I, I get it. Like, I, pff, listen, I, I wouldn't say that I did it that. I mean, I, I used the word, I used the word diabolically, it kind of in a, in a tongue-in-cheek sort Sometimes of way. Sometimes you pick really special words. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, but like, that's that's really interesting like to send the same thing to two people and just say, hmm, let's see who who responds in a way that gets my attention. I bet it won't be my loser husband. You know, I'm not saying I that's your that's thought. That's not what I thought. I know. I know. It was it was honestly a really sad awakening because it's really sad to be like this person who is my friend who hasn't even been my friend for that long. Yeah, is so much more wildly interested in me and yeah. my life and what I have to say. Than this person that I'm supposed to be married to. The one that got me, I, I will not sit here and play innocent, but like I would, um, I would tell a joke or send a meme to, to uh, up multiple people, mm-hmm. my wife and a series of like eight or ten friends. Mm-hmm. Um, this other, this 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 exit ramp, quote unquote, friend in mm-hmm. among that group, and uh, you know my ex wife's response would be like, "That's just not funny." She oh, just yeah. would, she, and and she didn't and share that with you, right? Mm-hmm. And the other friends, some of them would just laugh hysterically. The off the exit ramp friend mm-hmm. uh, among them that would that would get that get gets my humor, and I would just say, "See, she doesn't get me." Right? She, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. Well, that's obviously a funny thing. Yeah, baby, I remember. Baby I remember Yoda. a time that my um the the ex boyfriend sent me. A video of him doing something that was freaking hilarious. It was great. It was so funny. And 
he was also with someone else, you know, and thinking of leaving that relationship. Mm -hmm. And I remember him being like, man, she's such a fun hater. Like you're, you don't hate fun. You're, you know what I mean? Like, like you're the fun one. You're the, you're the cool, you know what I mean? Like, and it, it, yeah. it was a bonding point, you know, yeah. like we agree on the same funny things. We, yeah. we like, it's, and it, like, I, you know, I told this, this, uh, woman that she was attractive and she was in, she was dating a guy, uh, at the time and, uh, and was on the verge of ending that relationship mm-hmm. and uh you know he told her she wasn't attractive mm-hmm. he, he insulted the way she did x y and z and mm-hmm. i thought the way she did x y and z was charming and mm-hmm. so she was doing the same thing with me right and so it's you know it, it listen it's it's counterproductive right uh, you know Absolutely. i don't i don't know the right answer but i know that that in retrospect i can sit here and say that was that was inappropriate yeah yeah i mean and just like our egos were fed by, you know, like, oh, my gosh, this this person thinks I'm great and that feels really good. You yeah. know, we did the same thing back, you know, sure. for, for them, definitely. Yeah. You know, so, yippee, right? Ooh, we mm-hmm. are the best. High five. Uh, <laughs> high five. <laughs> um, let's talk about, is it harder now to be friends with couples? I have no couples. No, that's yeah. not true. That's not true. Um. <clears throat> Um, I am no longer, fr- this is, this sucks, man. I am no longer a friend. I cried in that last episode of how I, to do I feel life, like I just hit a nerve. I'm it's sorry. fine. No, I am no longer friends with any of my couple's friends from before, yeah. from my married life. Mm-hmm. And that sucks. That's mm-hmm. when I feel alone. Right. On a Friday or a Saturday night when I know that our kids could very easily be playing if someone would just pick, pick up the phone and invite me over for burgers. Like, that would be cool, but I'm alone in that sense. So, however, I can make friends with new couples relatively easily. Yeah, that is because, an interesting dynamic, isn't it? Yeah. Like, although I will say that sometimes I, and I don't know if it's harder as a woman. I will say that it's hard as a woman, but I have no comparison because yeah. I'm not a man. Right. No, but sometimes as a woman, becoming friends with a couple, um. <clears throat> Women look at you like you don't want to be friends with men. You know, you have yeah, yeah, to be. Yeah. You have to be friends with the female in the couple first. Like, or, you, or it's the couple or the lady only. Right. Mm-hmm. You, the guy in the couple. Yeah. Should probably never invite you out for drinks. Right. Just you and he. I had a group in my of opinion, three seems... or four guys that um, were all married guys. That when I was married, we used to all hang out. But it was always that, like, I was friends with the guys. Yeah. You know what I mean? And when I got divorced, I lost all of them as friends because it was no longer okay for any of them to be my friends. Sure. You know? And, sure. And I wasn't a big fan of any of their wives. Yeah. You know? So I just lost the whole group. In a lot of you know? senses, that um, that whole, it, my, ugh, gosh, almost my entire life from a social, religious um interpersonal standpoint was like um i left it behind i didn't choose to i, I, I of course i chose to I, I chose to get divorced and the consequences i chose the behavior i chose the consequences um but uh but that feels like snakeskin like it's like i can look back and i can see it i can see where i was i can see the shell of what i used to be mm-hmm. i can see you're full of good analogies today i'm amazing um <laughs> 
you but, are amazing. But I, you know, I and and I, that's just not where I am anymore. And and I I messaged someone today about freaking coronavirus statistics and about mm-hmm. how a mutual friend of ours from my past life was just ignorantly ignorantly pontificating about how she'll never ever wear a mask and because of freedom and all this other stuff. And I was like, that's fine, your opinion, whatever. Right. And so I sent this other person who does not have that mindset. I said, I really am kind of surprised at this other person's outburst. And she was like, yeah, that's, you know, kind of crazy. I just keep my mouth shut. And I said, yeah, smart plan. And I said, hey, by the way, I was like, I miss you guys. I was like, I miss hanging out. I miss having friends, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. And she was like, oh, that makes me sad. And I was like, yeah, it makes me sad, too. You're like, you know what would be cool? <laughs> Is if you called me sometime. <laughs> um, I'm not not gonna... just to talk about the coronavirus right, right. would be I'm, great. I'm, I'm not going to yeah. call and invite myself over. But, uh, sh- you know, my number hadn't changed. Um, but, uh, but it, you know, it is what it is. Mm-hmm. And I don't, like, there's all kinds of psychological stuff in there. You know, certain people feel like they believed something about me that ended up not being true, that I was apparently perfect and divorce proof. And I'm not. And I wasn't. And I did. None of us are. Yeah. And I'll tell you what, I think that the social media feeds that image so strongly. You know, it, it, yeah. it absolutely feeds the, it's beautiful, it's beautiful, it's beautiful. And I do find that a lot of my friends, like people who I who I know their heart and I know their unhappiness are the ones who insist the loudest on social media that they're in a good place. Yeah. You know? And I'm not saying that that's universally true, but I'm yeah. saying that that can be, that that can be sometimes a thing that people do, you know, like, everything's good, everything's good, we're all so happy, everything's wonderful, yeah. have we mentioned how much we love each other, you yeah. know, um, or especially if you only see one of the spouses doing that, you know, like, one person is, you know, yeah, trying to, I don't know. I feel like we live in an interesting place, because we live in a capital city. Mm-hmm. And I have seen couples that kind of stay together because it looks it, there's good optics to it, you know. Like, yeah, I, I, yeah. We we are a good parent, like, and I see a lot of couples that seem to be like they work together well, or they've found a way to be almost like a working relationship, you know, but not a, but not a what what i consider a partnership or a yeah. marriage you know yeah. and and they're just like i guess i'll just learn to be content with that and then when you know them and you know the background and you know that they haven't had sex in two years and you know that they you know like can't stand to be in the same room together if the kids aren't there or whatever then you're like really you're gonna post some date night photos for me right you know like you okay like, you told me in confidence that you haven't slept in the same bedroom right in you know in X number of months or years. And what does that show your yeah, children about right. what a marriage is supposed to look like? Hey, listen, you know? man, I <laughs> <laughs> I have a pineapple quote for you on that one that my ex gave me, but I, I'm going to spare the world that one. All right, we'll get Tell it afterward. off the air. Right. Holy <laughs> Tell cow. me afterward. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> um, gosh, some of these, I'm going to skip a couple things because I feel like we're beating a dead horse. We've no, already fine. talked about some of it, but uh, let's talk about how much harder, because I'm not going to say is it harder, I'm going to say how much harder is it to be friends with single people of the opposite gender now than when you were, like, to be like a casual acquaintance with someone? I I am probably very unique in that sense. Mm -hmm. I have, um, gosh, probably my whole adult life, I have uh, been, I have made fast friends with women. Mm Mm-hmm. 
Um, and that's part of that is what made the accusations against me so easy to make. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I don't think it's hard. I have got, I mean, on, on, off the top of my head, I can think of six women right now mm-hmm. that I'm fairly close friends with and I've confided in about relationship questions and I've tried to get their opinion from a women's perspective on X, Y, and Z with my, you know, with my, uh, love interest. And, and I would say that it's probably... Not now. Um, I think that. Oh, gosh. Do you think that any of that has to do with having a sister and growing up in a relationship with? Uh, I'll do you one better. I think it's because I grew up with a sister and a single mom. Yeah, and that so makes sense. I was mm-hmm. the only man in a house, and I saw my sister's younger. My sister's younger than me by two and a half years, but that's not like so younger than me that we did, couldn't connect, and her right. friends and I couldn't mm-hmm. connect. So I just was. I was. I've been around girls and women my whole life. My first two children were girls. Like, mm-hmm. uh, you know, my dog was neutered. Like, there's just not a lot of <laughs> testosterone in my house over the last twenty years. So I feel like I make friends and I don't discriminate. Like I'm, I've got friends that are dudes too. Um, but, um, my friends that are women, I try to be probably overly respectful of the boundaries of their relationship. And if I have a question for them, I'll always ask for permission to ask, Hey, I've got a relationship question. Can I, can I ask you, you know, it's the incompetence, you know, I should be like, yeah, sure. That's fine. Um, and it, you know, if I'm going to, see what they're up to on a weekend. I will text the both of them, you know. Yeah, that's the right way to do it if they're dating someone else. Yeah, yeah. like, hey, what are you guys up to tonight? Mm -hmm. Because I'm flying solo. Do you want to go out or, Mm -hmm. or, you know, this and that? Yeah. Do some of those relationships, are you better friends with the girl in the relationship? Or do you feel like A couple of instances, yeah. A couple of cases, Mm -hmm. yeah. Um, But you don't feel like their person feels threatened because you go out of your way to make it not threatening? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. You just can't be... You can't be a, you can't be an idiot. I mean, like, in, uh, yeah, and like the couple, you know, the couple that I'm thinking of at the top of the of my of my head, like, you know, she is older than him, but still younger than me, mm-hmm. and so he is quite a bit younger than me. He's mm-hmm. in his twenties, she's in her thirties, and I'm in my forties, mm-hmm. and so she and I sort of connect because she's had just that much more life experience, right. and so mm-hmm. she's a little bit further down the road, but he, he's like some strapping buff like marine corps officer so Mm -hmm. like i am no threat to that relationship (laughs) he could kill me 16 different ways in his sleep (laughs) with a pencil and you know a a thumbtack and and i'm fine with that like i know that and you know he's got a killer name too can i tell you his his first name is is bear oh yeah that's like the animal Mm -hmm. forget it are you kidding me right so um (laughs) so yeah i'm not messing with bear's lady Uh, and that's not his proper name on his birth certificates, but it's like a but shortened that's version. What by, that's what yeah. he goes by. So, um, yeah. So, you know, yeah, I, I don't, I don't know why that is, but that's, I have no I, problem making friends. I definitely with think that that was a, a misstep in the relationship when, when I had the friend that he and I, it was just the two of us on a text all the time. And there was a period of time that we tried to include his female person on our texts. Yeah. And it just never took. And there was never a time that he and I tried to include my husband. On you didn't text. want your husband in there. This, was in never this. a time. And and in yeah. fact, like it started very early with like just tiny little insertions of like. So I would go out. We spent a lot as couples. We spent a lot of time together. Right. Um, and 
his person traveled a lot and would be away. Uh But when the person was there, then we would all do something together. So I might go out and buy a few bottles of wine for our weekend that we knew we were going to have poolside. Sure. And I would, you know, text a photo. I got this. Yay. Yeah. And he would reply, well, what are those other losers going to drink? That's just for me and you. You know what I mean? Like, like just little tiny, you know what I mean? Like, like that's not a overtly flirtatious comment, but it's, but it's definitely, uh, you know, like there's me and you. Yeah. And then there's everybody else. And it's at some point, um, Man, I will just say that secrets are cancer. Yes. And if you have a secret from your significant other, um, it uh, has the potential to fester into a problem. There was definitely a time where, because like I said, I really tried not to keep it secret. And I really tried to consistently tell my spouse, like, we talked about this, We're, we're in a conversation about... Yeah, you know, like, it, it, and, and, uh, after everything kind of shook out and, you know, and I ended up being with this person, I said to my spouse one day, I said, why, um, why did you, like, are you not, did you truly just not care? Like, you know what I mean? Like you, you never showed any jealousy, whatever. And my spouse said, I knew, I, I know you'll never do anything. And I was like, what do you mean by that? I, exactly. I'm like. Well, <laughs> that I, was proven false. <laughs> I, I, I did. <laughs> so then that happened. You know, so, yeah, so that, I don't wait, know. Like, I, I guess there was. Timeline-wise, were you still married and working, quote-unquote, working on the relationship when your ex-husband said, I know you'll never do anything? Um, We were. Because that's just a we fundamental. We were still married. We were definitely not doing well. I don't remember if we were separated. Because sure. when we separated. We still lived in the same house yeah. for a while, yeah. you know, like we weren't together, but we weren't, uh, apart. Yeah. Physically. Uh, I mean, we were, we were not sleeping in the same room. Oh, you we were. Okay. No, we were in different rooms. That's um, true. That's tough. Yeah. And I feel like that's a hard one to overcome. Yeah. Once it gets to that point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That'd be And weird. it's very, very awkward for children and whatnot too. Uh, like, yeah, you know, like you, you don't, don't want to do that for very long no. for sure. You know? No. Like. I don't know. That's a rip off the band-aid thing, I think. Yeah. You know? I don't know. <sighs> well. <laughs> this is the part where we remind the audience that we're not licensed therapists. And <laughs> we're just a couple of idiots over here <laughs> talking about our mistakes, so hopefully they don't make them. <laughs> yeah. Um, so we both have talked about friendship circles changing, uh-huh. changing fairly significantly. Being burned to the yeah. ground. Mm-hmm. Do you now, so you've, been single what 18 months uh longer legally divorced a hair over a yeah we'll call separated if you call it single since separation then i moved out about 18 months ago yeah so obviously a lot of things change very rapidly um, in a situation like that do you fear that continuing to change or do you welcome that again like do you think you're more or less likely to just be like, all right, I'm going to stay here because at least I have some stability? Or are you like... Here where? Wherever. Like, if you're like, okay, I have these new friends or I have this new place. I I have something that feels okay. Like, is it scarier or less scary to leave something? I think it is... Um, Boy. Okay. So if you... Sometimes I wonder 
if a divorced man with three kids in his 40s is viewed just on face value at first blush as damaged goods. And stop. And if, if she just shut her computer and just said, okay, fine, we'll see about that. Um, so, but yeah, so if, if, if I presume perhaps unfairly that people view me as damaged goods, then, um, I am tempted to latch on to anything that will latch on to me and use it as like a life raft. Mm-hmm. And so if I've got an okay thing and I've got it and it's safe and stable, then I'm likely to be prone to keep that uh, at the expense of risking it and then being alone on top of my loneliness like we talked about before. Right. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I am I am probably typically a person who will um, stay a little bit uncomfortable to avoid being a lot uncomfortable. Yeah. I stayed married for 16 years. Yep. I, 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 I stayed in a, um, in an abusive professional environment for eight years. Mm-hmm. You know, 20% of my life at that point was spent in a, in a job where I was, you know, treated like trash and run to, to, you know, the ground. And, um, I did it because the thought of trying to find something different and new was overwhelming. And mm-hmm. so I stayed miserable. I have described myself as loyal to a fault and the fault in this case is my own potential happiness. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. And I think that's, I'm probably not alone in that. Um, but I know it's not a super healthy place to be. So that's yeah. what I'm trying to work on. That's one of those things I'm trying to work on. That's a good answer. I'm not going to rebut you. No, you can. I'm not going to. I'm okay. going to let you be. I'm going to let you be. <laughs> <laughs> she wants to, though. I have thoughts. But what about you? We're... You're, you seem to be, I, this is completely from the outside looking in, you seem to be completely okay with rapid, significant change in your relationship status um, in search of the maybe open to the possibility of the one. Yeah, I think that um, I probably have um, a harder time attaching to something new than um, maybe some people because, like, unless I feel really, really, really good about it. You know, like, if I feel like this is a good thing and this is the right thing, then, yeah, I'll go and I'll sit and I'll stay there. Right. But I don't think that I have felt that yet, you know. But but you will, when you know it's not, you're done. You won't stay I, half comfortable. I I get that about yeah, and I think that's a I don't a know if that's trait. always true. I don't think that's always true. Because I will sometimes find myself wishing I was a little bit more like Chrissy in the sense that if I get a little uncomfortable and I have doubts about the future, then I should just stop this and regroup. Yeah, and be alone for a while, and that's okay. Yeah, I think that I I am comfortable with alone for a while, and that's okay. And I, I think that it does take time to get to that point when you, like, have always been with someone. But when you, like, I am very, very fortunate that I'm at a place where I have really excellent relationship with my children. I'm financially stable. I'm, I, I do have people who will support me. It's not to say that I never feel lonely or that I never feel sad because I certainly do. Like, everybody wants to find that one thing that is like the beautiful right, you know, yeah. right thing. Yeah. You know? But I am comfortable 
being single. I am comfortable yeah. as a single person, and sometimes I I think that I would rather be single than with someone that doesn't feel right. Yeah, you know, and and I think sometimes I think that I cut and run as soon as my gut tells me, you know, whatever. Like I wouldn't stay and stay and stay and stay. But if I do end up staying a bit too long, then it becomes harder to cut and run. Yeah. Definitely. The longer you stay. Right. And the more variables come into it and the more, you know, pieces of that other person's life mm-hmm. that come in and merge with your life, mm-hmm. the harder it is. But then I often tell myself, okay, you left a 16-year marriage. You should be able to leave this six-month relationship. Yeah. Or the, you know what I mean? So I, I, it is a learning curve, It's it, and it isn't easy. You know? Yeah. It, it isn't easy, but I I try not to stay where I where you no, know it's not where I don't ultimately yeah. want to be. Yeah. You know, like I think that's a strength. I think that's a major strength. I have nothing but respect for that. It's hard though. Yeah, it's not. It's not fun. And I backtrack too. And I wishy washy. And I'm like, well, maybe maybe it is okay. Like maybe I should just go back and yeah. stay there because it is. It's very nice there. Yeah. And there have definitely been people that I've dated that I feel like they're. Um, I feel like they're that that meme of the like holding out the dead flowers, going "Let me love you." You know yeah, what I mean? Like, yeah. and sometimes I'm like, "Why can't I just let him love me?" You yeah. know what I mean? Like, yeah. what? Like, and I'm like, because I'm not as reciprocally crazy about him. Yeah, you know. And <sighs> so there's that. Yeah. <laughs> so there's that. I get it. Want to wrap it up? We, we can. Up? I have no idea how long we've been. I, no I don't know. It feels kind of long, but it, we've also been in here for two and a half hours. Yeah, doing other things. Was so, there another yeah. question or is there anything else? No, I, I closed the much, computer. I told you. Nailed it. Yeah, I, well, I, guys, I apologize. If there was another like earth shattering question out there, that <laughs> my uh, my insistence that she hush led to a slammed laptop and <laughs> a dirty. Is not true. No, <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Let's get out of here for today. Okay. And, um, we so this episode will come out Thursday. We're late, guys. Sorry, we're late. We we've had some pineapple situations in in oh real life lives. is yeah, is like, unrelenting. So we're sorry. We try to hold a real schedule, but sometimes we slip. So this will come out Thursday, and then we'll see you guys. We'll hear you guys. We'll talk to you guys again next Tuesday. We'll Perfect. be we will be back next Tuesday because we're going to record it tomorrow to make sure it's ready. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and John will continue to assist us from afar. Yes. At the I got a text the... from him that was like, is everything going okay? I think because we've been here kind of a long time. So <laughs> <laughs> so let's wrap it up for his behalf. Will do. All right. Until next time. Bye, guys. Well, that's all the time we have for today. Would anyone like a tissue? I'm fine. We're fine. Everything, everything is, is fine. fine. Got a question for Chrissy and Brian? Connect with Not Quite Therapy on Patreon. Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Don't forget to check out How to Do Life, too, on all these platforms and on the podcast app of your choice. Hey, Brian. Yes, Chrissy? That was kind of fun. I think I need another drink. Phew, those two are special. (laughs) 